I'm Josh Liston from On The Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 163 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we go over your one thing for 2019. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we marvel at how far things have come for independent podcasters. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we recap some highlighted holiday vacation Discord server discussions. Lauren, start the show now. I need to marvel at myself. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all-new episode of Better Podcasting. This is 2019, and I am Stephen John Drew, and sadly, I mean happily, I still have Stargate Pioneer with me today. I'm so confused. I don't know whether I should be angry or happy or forgiving. I, I don't. You've confused me, Stephen. <laughs> I'm actually in a really good mood because just last night I figured out how I can um, capture Skype the old way and not have to do NDI and have it tax my computer like 30%. So really excited about that. We're off to a good start for better podcasting because that means I got it fixed before this show, not before Gunna Geek, but for this show. So we are off to a good year for 2019 Better Podcasting Stargate Pioneer. That's how I saved my podcast. I see. So wait a minute. Skype is actually taxing like tariffs. Yeah, your computer. It is. It's, it's an import tariff. So that's what it is. I could see that. Way <laughs> to go, Microsoft. <laughs> Stick it to them Canadians. In the meantime, we're going to get on to a normal great show of Better Podcasting. How we start all of our shows is with a how I saved my podcast story. This is something that is sent in by you, our listener, or maybe we talk about something ourselves. Spoiler alert, I've got something coming up in a future episode, but we usually talk about one thing that can save your podcast and we share it with the group and it's like learning like a class. So don't worry if you think you screwed up, you haven't. You've just created a how I save my podcast story for us. So send it on in, get it on in via email podcast at betterpodcasting.com, or you could tweet us, give it to us on our Discord server, or maybe get Steven on Facebook. I don't even know what this Facebook thing is anymore. I'm not sure, but apparently we are streaming there today on, on Facebook. So there whatever you this unknown Facebook thing is. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll stream there. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I think it doesn't exist, but okay. <laughs> so, You're right. Yes, it, it does not exist, but uh, okay. So when we are not getting a, how I save my podcast story, we like to get a, how I could have saved my podcast story. And usually you curate this from none other than your basement, right? It's not my basement. It's my office. I don't create anything from my basement. Oh, okay. It's, fair enough. It's a man cave down there, man. I got a workout room. I got the secondary TV down there. There's all sorts of story. It's great down there. But when I'm here in the office, I will go out into the interwebs and I will grab uh, how I could have saved my podcast story just so we can 
learn as a class. And this one was posted on the podcasting subreddit, and it was titled Upgrade for a Regretted Blue Yeti Purchase. I just couldn't leave this one alone, guys. So it reads, hi, all. I wish I had read you all before buying a Blue Yeti. We are seven episodes into a new podcast using the bi-directional setting for two hosts, and the audio is terrible. We've tried everything to fix our surroundings, but I'm ready to throw in the towel. My question is, what should we upgrade to? Our setup is a two-host podcast, and we would like to do in-person and Skype slash VoIP interviews in 2019. I have heard good things about the AT2005 USB mic, so I was thinking of going with that. Do I also need a mixer or audio interface since we have two hosts? Will that work with Skype slash Ringer slash something similar when we do interviews? I still work full time and have two kids too. Aha. Uh -huh. So I'm looking for something that will be simple and fairly intuitive to use. However, I'm guessing even with a learning curve, getting a better setup will save me time in the long run versus trying to edit out the ridiculous noise each week. Smiley face. Thank you. And this was posted by SMS818. So thank you very much, SMS818. You've done a great service for everybody in explaining that the Blue Yeti is terrible. <laughs> okay, so uh, first off, kudos to you for deciding to move this way. Um, I, I don't say it to knock, just knock the Yeti because, you know, what? okay. Before I stand in too much stuff, uh, I'll go ahead and say right now that I think that a lot of people underestimate how much background noise they have when they do pick up a condenser microphone of some form like that. And so just going with something like the AT2005, the ATR2100 or the Samsung Q2U, it's a better bang for your buck from the point of your sanity and not having to try to work and edit out all of that background stuff. So, you know, I think it's a really, really good move. And a lot of times it's cheaper too. So if you haven't actually looked into these three microphones, if you're thinking about buying one of these, definitely look at the three options because they come on sale quite regularly. Like the Samsung Q2U has been on some really, really, really deep discounted pricing in the last couple of months here and there. So uh, I would happily recommend that if you can save some money instead of the AT2005. Well, there are ways to use two USB microphones. It's more pain than it's worth, really. And I think Bangs Naughty Bits, who is a moderator over at the podcasting subreddit, would actually agree with me. But I think getting a simple audio interface might be a way to enter into the fray. I still think those microphones are good to go with. Why do I think that? Because you never know when your co-host is going to go have to go on a work trip or just have to podcast from home for some reason. Maybe the kids are sick or something like that. And you just can't spend the time together. So you have to connect over the internet. And an easy way to do that is through these USB slash XLR microphones. They're great to use with XLR, but you can also use them with USB. So a small two channel, maybe up to a four channel USB audio interface. I mean, the Behringer has the UMC 404 HD. I still need to get my hands on the Mackie Pro uh, producer, I almost said Procaster, producer, the Mackie <laughs> producer, which I think would be a good way for it. A lot of people say the uh, Scarlet 2i2 is a great way to go, but I would venture away from that because I've just heard a lot of driver issues with the Scarlet 2i2. So a two to four interface, XLR interface, audio interface would probably be good. If you yeah. wanted to jump into a small format USB mixer, that could be a way forward 
as well. If you're just worried about the complexity, I would stick to the audio interface and it should do most of what you need to do, at least to start with and get your podcast going with those interviews. So that's what I would recommend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where I was going with the whole confusion thing was I was going to say that actually me personally, if you're making the switch from a Yeti, I would suggest going with an interface versus a mixer just because it's a lot simpler. It's a lot more like how you're used to with your Yeti. You're used to your Yeti plugging it in and making it go with the interface. It's more like that than all of the settings on the mixer. So I would definitely suggest that over the mixer option. So there you go. We agree on something, SP. High five. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our featured segment. Here we go. Before the holiday break, we were trying to prepare for 2019 and we asked you, our listener, to go back and listen to your own podcast and choose one thing that you wanted to improve on in 2019. Then we asked for you to send it in to us via email, uh, record some audio or send in some video and that we would do a show and we would learn as a class what everybody wanted to do for 2019. Steven has chosen his and it had to do with the, his Canadian accent, really. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to start using a Blue Yeti because it makes it sound better. Of course. <laughs> but you were rushing your speech, so you decided to make sure that you slowed down and enunciated your speech so you, you didn't sound like you were drunk and slurring the whole time. I, I mumble. Oh, and, and mumble? I didn't know. I, 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 I mumble. Yeah, I see. I never actually edit you, so I don't know <laughs> that that was an issue, but I guess it was. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so that was theirs. I had said one thing, which was I wanted to reduce the term so, because I use it a lot in transition. And I decided most of what I say can be said without using so. I hate the syllabants of the S, and I just don't think those transition crutch words need to be there. So I was trying to get rid of the so, like I just used there. But I will add that in 2019, from a producer standpoint, one thing I would like to do with my own shows is get away from announcing the transitions because I've been working on the show for about a year anyway. That was kind of a 2018 thing. I will continue that. But for 2019, this is new. We haven't talked about it on the show. I just want to get rid of those transitions, those meaningless transitions where I say, okay, now we're going to move into the news and then play the bump. That's just totally unnecessary. Just play the bump and move on to the news. That's what I want to do. But we asked our listener what they wanted to do. And Stephen, we got some responses. We absolutely did. And so we've got a combination of audio, video, and text responses. And we're just going to go ahead and share with everybody what you said to us. And we'll go ahead and kick it off with a video response first. And who does this come from, Stargate Pioneer? This comes from Jonathan Bloom. I would say loyal listener at this point, Jonathan Bloom, and he had some good things to say. And Stephen, roll the clip. Hey, SP and Stephen, John Drew. I wanted to say that my goal for next year is to kind of work on my speech patterns. I have a stutter sometimes. It's because of like just different self-confidence issues and stuff like that. It has gotten better since I started podcasting, but this year... As I'm editing stuff, I realize what I don't like and what I like, and I got to work this year on how can I fix some of that? How can I work on my speech patterns and being more confident in who I am? 
because I find when I'm when I'm confident, I don't have any speech problems. It's when I start like getting unsure about like um, what I'm going to say and like I I I exactly like that. I mean, I exaggerated a little bit, but that's kind of what happens is when I start getting not confident. It's when I mess up on a lot of things. So this year, I want confidence, and I want to again become a better who I am. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much for sending that in. And uh, for the audio listeners, uh, you want to check out the video version. And for those of you who are watching the video version, uh, we'll just go ahead and say right now that uh, in Jonathan's defense, this episode was supposed to air in December. So we'll just go ahead and leave it at that. And Jonathan, that's on us. But I really, really like this. I think that that's a really good thing to pick from this project that we sent you on because that is something that your audience would probably notice. We've said it before, we have crutch words, all of us as podcasters, and eventually your audience generally starts to pick up on that. And and I personally think that it comes up more often than people realize, whether it's just regurgitating the word or all of a sudden noticing it and then that's all you hear. So it does come up and something like that with your delivery is along that same line. So thank you very much for sending this in. Yeah, I'll well, have to say that I suffer from this as well. And so does a lot of other people. And I think what you're talking about is working on your hosting slash presentation skills, you know, whatever you actually want to call it. That's what we commonly call it in podcasting anyway, is your hosting skills and really work on moving your audio forward without having to go into those crutch words or stutters or whatever you want to call it. And if you want to go over to my editing YouTube channel, which is Stargate Pioneer Edit Walkthroughs. And you will hear, especially in the Audacity versions, you will hear and see how many crutch words or stutters that I actually end up taking out, not just for myself, but for my lady co-host as Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. This is a common issue. I take them out when I can because it's a better presentation to listener. And it's a big deal why we say that you should edit your podcast, especially as a hobby podcaster, because if you're not doing this eight hours a day, You've got a lot of time to make up for in improving your hosting skills. But Jonathan, I got to say, you're improving a lot. I've seen you on different podcasts, and it is something that if you want to work on, I know you will get better on in time. And confidence be darned, you should be as confident as I'll get out because you're doing some amazing stuff, sir. Totally. 100% agree. SP said it amazingly. Speaking of amazingly, I'll just go ahead and say this right now, that this next piece of video feedback that we got is probably my favorite piece of video feedback that we've ever received. Like, I won't say probably, I say it is. And I might describe this at the end of the clip just to tease the audio listener a little bit, but this is by far... Okay, American Liberty has outdone all video feedback that we've ever received. So let's just go ahead and play it right now for everybody. Hello, Better Podcasting. I'd like to add a little comment to a segment you did a while back on negativity. I absolutely 100% agree that both on the content provider side and the content receiver side, negativity must be watched. It doesn't help anyone to give any kind of commentary unless that commentary is either constructive or informative. For instance, if an individual is doing a serious show and giving serious content, often you're going to have a serious reaction in the emotional spectrum of the receiver. That can lead to 
such things as anger or even sorrow. And that might have a visceral reaction when they comment in response. And if you understand you're doing a serious comment and dress it that way, someone might get offended and you might have to approach that commentary that you respond in a understanding that they have the right to be upset. But if you're doing lighthearted content, please try to keep your content lighthearted. If you, for instance, are talking about a comic universe, try to stick with commentary that fits within that comic universe. All right. You made a comment about trolls. And yes, there are trolls on the internet. But just because someone has decided to keep a light footprint on the internet is not a 100% indicator that they are a troll. I am not a troll. Willie, Willie, I told you, I'm filming. So it's important that you keep a sense of humor if you are putting out content on the light side and maintain that sense of humor so that individuals can roll off any negativity from a troll. Don't even take their bait. Just move on. And if they're persistent in being a troll, block them if you have the option to in certain formats. Now, what I want to tell you is, is that I'm going to take your other challenge as well. That's right, Better Podcasting. You made a comment on the same episode about, hey, send in your, go back, check your podcast, Send us in one thing that you plan on doing to make your podcast better in the next year. And then you said, and if you're not podcasting, do me a favor, start podcasting. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take your challenge. And that's what I'm going to do in the following year is I'm actually going to start a podcast, something I've been working on for a while. I've had several different ideas. I'm just trying to figure out which exact one to go with, but I think I've narrowed it down to two and I might do both, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your challenge and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to watch, what is it, 160 shows on podcasting better something or other somewhere. There's something on somewhere I can find that will teach me how to be a better podcaster. I'm going to check that out all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end again. And then I'm going to know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to make sure I'm doing all the best practices and I'm going to start a new podcast in the new year. So we'll see you then. And by the way, Please bring pizza pronto. <laughs> All right, I'll say, you know, it's not even my favorite piece of video feedback on this show. It's just my, my favorite video feedback ever, ever. ever. Absolutely amazing. And let's just go ahead and say there really is a certain presence of being a troll in this video. Yeah. So <laughs> let's leave it at that. And hopefully that will entice you to head on over to betterpodcasting.com slash 163 and watch the video version of that feedback so he had a lot of great points in there one of which is if you have a certain genre of show like a light-hearted show talking about comics to keep it light-hearted i will say that the comic book genre in general whether it's comic books themselves or, or movies or films or tv shows they do open the realm into 
more serious topics, much the way that Star Trek, the original series did. Yes, it was science fiction, but they talked about social issues of the day. And I think comic books are key to that as well. I mean, it's really the the, the essence of comic books. So, yes, while trying to do lighthearted commentary like we do on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the general Marvel universe. Yeah, we do try to stick with that. But every once in a while, and it's more than once in a while, we end up with this really serious topic that we have to address. And we think we do so. We do so with uh, reverence and respect, but it does get serious for a little bit. And then we try to pull back out of it. And it's difficult sometimes. But yes, we do that. Also, starting a new podcast. Yes, if you haven't started a podcast and you're just waiting how to podcast, I would just go ahead and record an episode. Wouldn't you, Stephen? Just record an episode. Totally. See what you got. And see what you need to improve on, but don't wait. Yeah, no, and I'm going to maybe take that advice myself uh, and Mm. just just give something a try. So that was leave it. Rip it, rip it. Let's leave it there. See how it goes. But I think that that's a really good idea is just to do it. Just try it. And I say that that's a really good idea because that's what we said on the episode. So there you go. So I'm just complimenting ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> right. And before we go any further, because he did an awesome video show, I will have to say I did identify the microphone, Stephen, didn't you? I did. It was the AKG D7, I think it was. Yeah. No, D5. 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 Sorry, D5. I knew it was a D something. D something. But yes, That's I've right. actually got one about three feet behind me. Uh, I do three feet behind me as well. <laughs> and it's a pretty decent microphone. It so is. you've chosen well, American Liberty. Absolutely. And we cannot follow that video feedback with another piece of video feedback. So let's go ahead mm. and turn it over to resident reader Stargate Pioneer to read the next piece of feedback. This feedback comes to us by another loyal listener, a Zachary Webb. And he has some interesting things to say. So we'll just get on with it. Quote, better hosts of better podcasting. My goal for 2019 is to improve my speaking abilities. I often talk too fast and forget to give expand commentary. I think he means expanded commentary there. With a news podcast like mine, taking tangents or talking more about news items are important. I also need to enunciate more and talk clearer. I need to not use crutch words like but, like, um. Thanks for your great 2018 Better Podcasting Show, Zachary Webb. Zachary Webb, I'm glad that you listened back and identified this. And what I would encourage you to do if you are going to make this your goal is to pick out one at a time. Don't do them all at one time. Pick out one, knock it off, continue on. And if you feel so, so comfortable, find somebody that listens to your show and ask them to keep in touch with you about whether or not they're noticing that, because that sort of accountability can go a long way. I think that that's something that I used to regularly say. What was it? Absolutely. I used to say that like every other sentence on the show. And I just came out here and I said, everybody call me out on it. And people did. And it made a difference. It made me recognize more when I absolutely said it. You stole the words right from my mouth. I was saying that's a lot of great stuff to improve, but it might be too much to do at once. So even if you want to take care of it all in 2019, I would choose one thing per month and concentrate on that per month and then maybe add another thing and maybe add another thing. But really, you want to concentrate on the first thing until you've got it at least to the next level. You might not have it solved, but to the next level, and then you move on to the next one, take it to the next level. And as far as crutch words go, you might just want to start with one, not all of them at once. And that way you're not over encumbered 
with trying to exude your entire vocabulary of all these crutch words at once. It's difficult to do. So just try one and concentrate on that and then move on. But otherwise, you know, Zach, I've listened to your shows. I've watched your shows. You're doing a great job. You're trying to do things to make your show better behind the scenes and the infrastructure. I think you've got the right path forward and eventually you're just going to have a bang up job show. You're young though, man, you're young. You got so much to experience and you have so much improvement ahead of you. You're going to have a great show in a couple of years. Just keep on it and keep improving. I look forward to the day you replace me on this show. I no no. I was trying to set him up to replace me. Oh. How come you get to leave first? I'm older <laughs> than you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to another piece of video feedback. And this one comes from the wonderful Heather Welsh. Hey, SP and SJ. It's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts. Thank you so much for this challenge to listen back to the podcast and think about something that I would change for 2019 to make it a better listening experience for the audience. It did two things for me. The first one was that it made me listen back with the audience in mind rather than just my negative critical self and two it reconnected me with my why so I enjoyed what I heard and I realized that I do make good content and I enjoyed it so that was awesome and the thing that I would change is mic technique and speaking at a more consistent volume so that I don't lose my words in post because I've noticed that my audio can kind of fluctuate a little bit so I definitely want it to be a bit more consistent and level and even across the episode and from episode to episode. So yeah, that's what I would change for 2019. And it's something that I'm working on anyway, but definitely a, my main goal for 2019 to make it the best listening experience that I can for my audience. I hope that you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'm looking forward to 2019 with you. Thanks so much for sending that in. We greatly appreciate that. A wonderful clip. And uh, I want to say that I really enjoy that this activity ended up making you reconnect with sort of your purpose of your podcast. And that was totally not intentional for us to do here. But with that said, I will point out that this whole question came because I made a big error many times on the show, which means that my errors are always right. <laughs> oh, there's Steven trying to always be right no matter what. <laughs> Heather... You brought up another great point of listening back to your podcast like a listener would. And I would say the best way to do this, especially if you're continually producing, like you, say you have a weekly show or maybe a bi-weekly show, is to go back a few months and listen back then because you're going to be more into the listening mode and less into the production mode when you're doing that. So if you really want to critique yourself, if you could even go back a year, although you might have changed how you do things since a year ago, it would be best for you to critique yourself six months, maybe even a little bit better because you're closer to where you are, but definitely at least two months because then you are away from the editing and the scripting and you might just flat out forget a lot of what you said and kind of remember it along the way, which is okay, but you can critique yourself and how you are uh, actually approaching the podcast I, and I have to say, Stephen, I've been with Heather on several podcasts, several recordings, you know, the summit recordings, the video recordings that she did. I honestly don't. I mean, this is nitpicking with her to get down to that level. She's phenomenal. Behind the mic has a great positive presence. And I think anybody that's looking for somebody that is relatively new 
and has picked things up pretty quickly, you can look at Heather and any of her productions and you can see what you can do in a very little short amount of time. Uh, do you want to go ahead and reach down and pick that up? Sure. Yeah, you, you've heard the term name dropping, right? You just pod dropped. That's what you just did there. You're just like, I was on this one and this one. I was just trying to exclaim, explain that I actually personally experienced what she has done. And I've watched a lot of her, uh, you know, Steve, whatever. I, that was time. not that's the intention. That's giving you a hard time. Uh, this next one's actually a fun clip for us to get here because it comes from somebody who we haven't actually heard from before. And it comes from Akil Johnson, a new contributor. And we got a video, so this is really exciting. It's always great to hear from new people. We've been getting a lot of that lately, a lot of new emails and whatnot. And we really appreciate when you take the time to email us. So let's go ahead and just get to this right now. Hey, guys. I just want to say that I absolutely love your podcast. I listen to it just about two or three times a week um, as I'm out there on the road uh, I'm an independent courier by day, and by night, I am a hobby podcaster like many of you. Um, I started recently, um, back in August, a podcast called The Poet God, and I started using Anchor, uh, which I know you guys just love so much, and um, talking about that, you guys have given me a lot to think about. Um, with using Anchor as a platform. Uh, the Poet God has been doing much better than uh, I expected. Uh, I, I think I listened to an episode where you guys basically said don't expect to have a bunch of downloads, uh, especially if you're a new podcast like me. And um, so I really didn't even think I would probably get like 100 downloads for like season one. And now I'm closing in on 700 downloads. So I am blown away by the response that I've been getting, um, you know, for such a brand new podcast. Uh, and I've done a lot of interviews um, so far for season one. Um, and I think the one thing that I would like to change um, for season two is having two separate mics um, for obviously one for the guests and one for myself. And I just need to figure out what I need to buy to so that I could split the audio so that it can register as two inputs in um, GarageBand, which is what I primarily use. So that's mainly what I would like to change for season two. Um, and I'm in the process of just kind of Closing out season one, uh, I think I have probably like three or four more episodes to go and then it's going to be just taking a break and figuring out what I want to focus on and uh, what I want to do going forward and whether or not I'm going to stay on Anchor. Uh, I just have so much to figure out and I'm not sure exactly what to do yet, but I'll figure it out um, in that space of time over the holidays and just uh, decide what what is best. But I'm listening to you guys. I hear all your points and you've definitely been making some good points and uh, giving, I think a lot of us hobby podcasters a whole lot to think about for 2019. So thank you very much and keep on doing the awesome podcast that you're doing. 
Thanks so much for sending that in. Uh, it's again great to hear from somebody new. Uh, SP, I'll let you respond. First of all, it is great indeed. I haven't had a chance to say how good it is to actually hear and see a new voice on the podcast. Thank you very much for checking out our show and for giving us this wonderful feedback because I'm sure a lot of other people have the same issues and questions. And by you responding to us and giving us this feedback, it gives us a chance to talk about different things. First of all, we're very cautious about Anchor, but we see how people are being drawn there. Anchor is driving a lot of change into the space. I know I prefer Libsyn. Podbean is another destination or podcast media host that you can use. But Anchor is driving some change. They're driving change to have ads inserted in the podcast. And I know Libsyn and Podbean both do this already, but having it ready for more people, I guess, is probably good. Now, I will tell you that you're not going to make a lot of money because the CPM on those ads are really low and you might be encumbering your audience for very, very, very little benefit. So you just might think about that. Now, I know a lot of people, when they start out, they insert ads or space for ads just so it sounds like they have ads so they can insert them later and not disrupt the flow of the show. I get that, but don't think you're going to make a lot of money off of this. And also he mentioned having uh, 700 downloads or a thousand downloads or something like that. And I don't know if it was per episode or total. I'm thinking it was total. And I just want to caution everybody that they're counting their downloads, that this is per episode downloads that you need to be talking about. So he mentioned he wanted to improve his audio quality though. And I think that's a lot of what new podcasters want to do. And as much as we trash on the Blue Yeti, I will say there's a lot of write-ups on it online. So if I'm searching for like the one microphone to start with, I don't begrudge anybody that gets a Blue Yeti. I mean, you should have listened to the show first, but okay, if you didn't. <laughs> and so now you're stuck with the Blue Yeti and you're like, okay, this is not working for me. What do I need to get? And that is an important question to be answered with correctly, because if you already have two Blue Yetis, you need to have the right equipment to move forward and not waste any more money on equipment that's just not going to be for you. And I think the same answer I'm going to give to Akil here that I did at the top of the show when I we went over the how I could have saved my podcast, you're talking about two USB XLR microphones, you know, the Samsung Q2U, the ATR2100 or the AT2005 by Audio-Technica. Those microphones are so very versatile. They're dynamic cardioid microphones. They're going to give as good of an audio response as you're going to get for the money, which is relatively nothing in comparison to what like radio stations and TV stations actually do. So I think getting a couple of those, and then as we were talking about before, an audio interface to be able to split those signals into two different tracks, I think that's the way forward. And to just be thinking about that, that you have to invest in just a little bit. I'm not talking about a thousand dollars, just maybe a hundred to a couple hundred dollars into your podcast your audio quality is going to go way up and it's going to bug you less and it's going to enable you access to some listeners that just don't want to listen to that echoey Yeti sound. Absolutely. Well, let's go from one new video responder to another. We had another new listener or, you know, new engaging to us. Garrett Godfrey sent us one. Here we go. Let's just go ahead and get into this one right now. Hey guys, this is Garrett Godfrey from the podcast Good Patron. You to ask for feedback about what one thing we would change or improve our podcast in 2019. And I'm going to say social engagement. 
I feel like I'm doing okay in getting uh, conversations going in our Facebook group and um, having folks join, uh, but I could do better with conversations in Twitter and Reddit and uh, just more interaction with people in in discussing for my podcast uh, how we can be uh, good patrons of the bands and musicians we appreciate. So uh, social engagement, that's my number one thing I want to improve in 2019 for my podcast, Good Patron. Thanks, guys. Garrett, thank you very much for sending that in. And for those of you who did not watch the video side of things, uh, he was in front of a wall of CDs and on, I think of CDs, on said CDs was a bunch of different things, including uh, there was a teacup, some form of uh, award or something. And then there was, I think, another award, a gold crest, we'll call it, uh, record of some form. And I, I'm not sure. I want to know. Is that real? Is that not real? Is what is what's the story behind that? Because it has to be very much intrigued, and I'd like to know a little bit more about the history of that. I think that's what it is. In any case, I do want to say, if you're gonna do a video show, use that backdrop because it's amazing. And and seriously, I think that that would make a really really neat backdrop. So Garrett, one thing I have to say is you have an excellent goal for 2019. Social engagement is a way to reach out to the audience or gain new audience, but create that relation, that stronger relationship with them. And this is how people used to grow podcasts, I don't know, 10 years ago, eight years ago or so. It's changed a little bit, but this is still a basis of what you want as you go forward. You need to reach out to potential audience and Twitter and Reddit are two way, two places that are great for that. I would say Facebook. I mean, if you have a Facebook account and a Facebook group a, a place for people to centrally go to okay i'm not a fan of facebook for a lot of reasons first of all stargate pioneer is not on <laughs> facebook and so i won't be in any facebook group but i think twitter if you use the appropriate hashtags we talked about this before on this podcast and reddit if you go into the appropriate subreddits and you actually become part of whatever communities are out there and then you say, hey, you know, look, we discussed this on this show. A lot of this I do on the podcasting subreddit. I mean, people ask a question. I'll go, hey, we talked about this on episode 82. We talked about what mistakes people wish they would have known about before they started podcasting. Or, hey, you want to know about self-hosting? That's episode 65. I can go back and I can reference that stuff, but I'm not just out there blasting every day. Hey, look, you need to find episodes such and such. On Twitter, you can do that once a day. You can actually go back into your archive and say uh, whatever, you know, hey, have you checked out this episode? I will say I have on uh, unfollowed, I guess, is the term on Twitter accounts for other podcasters. That's all they do is once, twice, four times a day, they put out, hey, we did this episode. We did this episode. We did this episode. And in my opinion, it's all to get the bots to go over and click on your link and try to get a listen from that. Because once a listener, new listener gets onto your account and they seize that for a week, they're going to unfollow you. They're going to not pay any attention to it whatsoever because they know they see what you're doing. So don't do that. Once a day, I guess is fine. As long as it's relevant and if you get some engagement off of that, really, really talk it up because that's the only way that it's going to make that relevant is to go ahead and do that. So anyway, Garrett, you bring up a great point for 2019 social engagement. If listener, if you are not doing as much social engagement as you want to do, 
pick one or two platforms and really try to garner relationships on those two platforms and you will gain some listeners from that. I do want to say this. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And if you have a day job and you don't have access to some of these resources, it's very hard to do. Uh, not that, you know, you'd ever want to do something podcast related when you're at work. That would be very bad. That would be that would be a no, no. But hypothetically speaking, if you had access to social media, you might be able to a couple times throughout the day, put something out there. But if you don't, it's very, very hard to do because you get home from work. And now you're trying to respond to all of these emails and these tweets and these Facebooks and these Reddits and all this other stuff. But you also want to make your podcast and spend time on that. It's very, very hard to balance. And SP, you're up to what, 30, 40 shows now? How many shows are you at? I'm down to four shows a week, sir. So you're down to four shows a week. And I want to say that you do a really, 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 really good job with your social media presence. And I'm flabbergasted at how you do it. I have no clue how you're able to balance that because to me, you have all of these other shows going on, yet you can still somehow manage that. And I think if I'm being honest, I think you're the anomaly in all of this because a lot of people struggle to balance one show and social media and somehow you do it. And I just wanted to give you a compliment. Well, first of all, I'm not on Facebook. So that is a whole opening right there for time there. Second of all, I have adopted lists on Twitter which makes it easier for me to go in and actually respond to people. Yes, I will go into my main timeline from time to time when I actually have time and I've gone through the lists already, but mostly I'm using lists on Twitter. And then over on Reddit, I will say, I said this in the chat right now, it took a long time to get credibility in Reddit for me. And if I say one thing wrong, I know that credibility is gone. And I know there's some controversial topics out there and I have to make sure I back up what I say. Otherwise, I'm just dismissed. So a lot of the posts that I make have long explanations to them for a reason. And that takes time. So you got to make sure that you have the 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm not kidding to sit down and write that response, write that post in order for you to be taken seriously. It's basically a little blog post is what it is. So at least what I do on Reddit. Now, could that be the case all the time? No, but as long as you bring relevant stuff up on Reddit, there you go. Now on Instagram, I'm not on there too much, but that's basically just photos. So if you are very handy with your cameras and you love posting stuff all the time, it's a very engaging place, but people are just flipping through all the time. And maybe all you get is likes from people. You'll get very few transitions over to listening to your podcast, but you might develop that community enough that somebody is going to check into whatever community that you have outside of Instagram. So those are just some tips on the social media. If you have not already figured them out. All right. Well, moving on to our second to last response that we have, this was an audio clip. Who was this from Stargate pioneer? This is from Stephanie Fuccio, who actually has a great podcast community of expats. So we want to listen to hear what she has to say. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for the question. This is Stephanie from the Virtual Expats, Expat Rewind and Changing Scripts podcast. My goals audio-wise for 2019 are pretty big. 
I'm very comfortable with the interviews that I'm doing and uh, the interest level is there. So I think the conversations flow pretty well. However, I do find myself getting nervous during the interviews, even though I get into them and I talk over my guests, I think a little more than would happen in a normal conversation or a respectful conversation that people are listening to. So I want to stop doing that. I want to, um, I do have notes that I take as I'm listening and having the conversations, whether they're in person or online. And so I need to spend more time taking notes there and waiting for the end of their sentence. Even if, if it is out of excitement and interest, I feel like if for no other reason, so that my editing time can be better. <laughs> but I think just in general, it would flow better um, as uh, for the listeners, if I just waited a few more seconds and then jumped in with ever, whatever I wanted to say. So to stop interrupting or talking, so to, to stop talking over my guests. That's my goal for 2019. It's not the only one, but it's one that's really big. Thank you so much and Happy New Year. Xingling Kuala is uh, how you say it, where I am in Shanghai, China. Although my tones are terrible, there you have it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for sending that in there, Stephanie. We do greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I really appreciate it since both of our names start with S-T-E-P-H. So there you go. I see. So one thing that I know from Stephanie is she said that she interviews a lot of guests. And I'm guessing that she might actually be interviewing guests from other countries. So she might have degraded internet back and forth. But one way to avoid doing this is to use video to do the overtalk or interrupting each other for guests, even co-hosts. I wanted to say it applies to co-hosts too. If you can record over video, you at least have those video cues of when you can actually interrupt or not. If you don't have that, and like both of us have been interviewed for a podcast in Australia recently, Josh Liston also on the guineageek.com network on the bubble. And neither of us connected with Josh on video. And that is because he wanted to make sure that there was good audio quality back and forth. And he wanted to make sure there were no dropouts. So we both did that. And I have to say, I had to go back to the beginnings of my podcast career when we didn't do this stuff over video and use some nonverbal or non-visual cues in order to make sure that I didn't actually interrupt him. Or he didn't interrupt me. You know, I had to clearly enunciate when I was done and not start back up two seconds later. I mean, some of that is the person speaking has just got to say basically when they're done by being done and then opening the floor up for the other person. It's a very, very hard balance to have because on one hand, if you wait too long after the sentence, then the guest might think, that you weren't listening or you don't care. And that might give them a cue to go a different way with the next question, even though you really liked their answer or whatever was happening. So it is a really, really hard balance. If you're finding that the sentences are at least being concluded before or as you're interrupting, then multi-track can help you with that because then you can go and fix that in post. But if you're cutting them off and they're not finishing their sentence, it's not very helpful. You actually have to leave the cutoff there or it sounds really awkward. Yeah, with a guest, you can't multi-track all the time. I, mean, I know that there are uh, services out there that claim to do it, but you can't depend on them. So if you could multi-track yourself like I could with my Zoom recorders, I could record myself on one channel or one track and record the incoming on another track. But if you're using something like Skype, that doesn't always work. 
it does work, but it doesn't always give you the optimum result because Skype has this weird ducking issue where if you're talking, the other person coming back to you actually either isn't there or is really degraded. So when you go back and edit, it comes in really choppy or degrade and it just doesn't sound right. So you do have those issues as well. The best solution is just to try to not interrupt each other like Stephanie did. And by the way, what a great uh, idea for a podcast being an expat in a, a different country at expat stands for expatriate. It, she's living abroad and she is trying to give that abroad experience back to her home country and vice versa to try to get some news back from her home country, which I think is an excellent way to do podcasting. And we've even talked about small town podcasting earlier in 2018 with the ladies up in Northern Michigan. We talked about their podcasts as well. So podcasting from a geographically separated area to connect with another geographic separated area is actually a thing and it might garner you to a whole new audience. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and close this up with a email from Joseph and I'll let our resident reader do it. Joseph from Chimera Creators. He actually hit us up and said, quote, Happy New Year. I'm following up on the Discord exchange last night slash this morning per Stephen John Drew's request. Here's a bit more info about my kinetic Mim kinetic, I think it's Mim kinetic, but I'll start by quoting the stated goals. One, perfecting video hangouts slash Skype. I can't maintain the quality that I deem acceptable. Two, I think I'm going to program a Google Hub to act as my production assistant and cue intros, stingers, etc., on a variety of command phrases so that I don't always have to say things like, Maggie, play the stinger. Now, for details about my show, etc. Backstory, in 2018, I helped found a Gainesville, Florida nonprofit with the goal of highlighting, creating, and making in our community. Core to that is the idea that makers and cultural organizations inherently do not share their own stories throughout the year. Case in point, the nonprofit I serve as executive director of, Active Streets Alliance, or ASA, Moreover, I know from firsthand experience how daunting it can feel to start a podcast or vlog as a friend and I recorded a half dozen audio episodes in 2012 and never made it past editing. So this past year, I looked at equipment we already had and began developing a minimal viable product approach for a space to effectively remove the barriers to nonprofits sharing their stories monthly or weekly. We began to pilot the concept this past fall with a series about one of ASA's annual events that lays dormant in community messaging 11 months out of the year, even though we continue to work on it. For 2019, we are taking lessons learned from the pilot Mim Kinetic web series and applying it to additional podcasts and vlogs. We have four 286Ss coming from a radio station that was upgrading, as well as a Furman power conditioner and some other bits that are meant to eliminate editing audio in post. Audio without a gate limiter, high quality preamp, etc., has actually been taking about twice as long as the video where we have intro, outro, and other elements saved in Premiere for an almost drag and drop or cut and slide process. So with these changes already underway, the two goals I listed above speak to one, enabling nonprofits to reach out and interact with guests outside of our geographic boundaries, 
For instance, MIM Kinetic Web Series could benefit from interviewing past Derby participants residing in Jacksonville, Orlando, etc., and from interviewing organizers of the eight similar events spread across the U.S. I'm not going to mention other nonprofits by name, but a few have mentioned that as a real selling point. Two, for the audio-only versions we intend to break out this year, having an option for a nonprofit's podcast host to treat a session like a live-to-tape would fairly well remove the last barrier to our entry. With our current mics plus the 286Ss in the space we are building, the sound should be of better quality coming off the SD card than many established podcasts using Yetis and rely on an audio engineer in post. This leaves only the part that seems to scare most of our focus groups, editing in an intro, outro, stingers, donor blurb, etc. Moving to a push button or even cooler, a voice initiated system allows and encourages them to prepare a little more in advance and removes pressure while they're in the podcast suite. It also reduces the next bottleneck in our flow, which is available computers and software at peak use times. Okay, sorry for the really long explanation, but I hope it helps. And please feel free to reach out if you have questions or suggestions. Stay creative, Joseph. Thanks for sending that in there. And I, I will say this, that um, you got two lofty goals and, and kudos to you on that. And, and I do think, though, that this is worth thinking about with everybody. I know we asked for one thing, um, but it is really, really worth thinking about your big goals also for the year. We picked one thing just so that you could kind of look at your show and think a little differently about it. But when you are starting your year, we've done episodes where we talk about planning your year. It's important to really analyze things like this. And in this email, we've got someone who has thought about their goals and they've really dissected what the benefits are to the goals and, you know, whether or not they're worth pursuing. So I really, really appreciate the lengthy email. I know you said sorry for the long explanation, but I think that it probably is a great way for us to wrap up this segment because it gives people it leaves people with a lot to think about on their show and sort of how they can analyze their goals that they have and which ones they want to prioritize. So two things. First of all, what he's doing here is opening up an avenue for nonprofits to actually record a podcast, which I think is very valuable because a lot of nonprofits don't have the extensive uh, promotion budget that a lot of other companies do. So it's a little bit more difficult for them to get the word out on what they're talking about. And if you record a podcast and have it out there and with the new Google search leading to the Google podcast app, I think this is an excellent idea as long as you title the episodes correctly to get additional exposure. The other thing that I want to talk about is using the Google hub as a production assistant. I think the smart devices as they continue to evolve will continue to add into podcast production uh, assists, basically, and make it a lot easier for hobby podcasters. Completely 100% agree, SP. So thank you to everybody who went and contributed today. I do sincerely appreciate everyone who took the time. And if you thought that you were going to but didn't have a chance, feel free to send us a message and we'll scatter them out throughout the year so that we can have people to continue to think about their goals for the year. But let's go ahead and move on to our better podcasting download. Welcome to this week's 
better podcasting download. All right, SP. You're the one that went and found this better podcasting download for us. And I thought it was a really interesting thing to talk about today. Yeah, we don't really talk about podcast conventions too much because it's a lot of how-to podcasts. And for hobby podcasters, I think the amount of money that you would spend going to a podcast convention or probably better serve to get your podcast better through gear, through uh, services or something like that. But once you reach a certain level, it's time to go out to those how-to podcast conventions. And there's several throughout the year. One thing that I wanted to bring up, though, is we have tipped the cusp into the fact that podcasts are now media entertainment. And this is a big deal. So for those of you that don't know, PodCon is actually having their second iteration this year. And as we record, it is a mere 10 days away. It's going to be January 19th through the 20th in Seattle, Washington, I believe in the Seattle Convention Center, if I'm not mistaken. But on their front webpage, which you can find at podcon.com, that's P-O-D-C-O-N-com, they have some statements. And I want to start out by basically reading these statements. The first one is, if you make podcasts, listen to podcasts, love podcasts, and want a chance to celebrate those things, we really hope you can come to PodCon, featuring live shows, comedy workshops, panels, performances, mashups, meet and greets, and more. We've designed this event for creators, industry, and fans alike. We have a focus on scripted audio, comedy, nonfiction, and actual play, but we're also branching out into news and interview formats this year as well. Many of our workshops and panels are designed for people who are making podcasts or interested in creating one, but we also design them to be interesting to audiences who just want a deeper look into how some of their favorite content gets made. And this is important. This is the crux of how the convention originally was created. It was for the listener. It was for fans of podcasts. And while there is some creator stuff being intertwined this year, it is still for the fans of podcasts. All the other conventions, it's not for fans. It's for people wanting to know how to podcast or involved in the interest industry of podcasting. This is fans of podcasting. And for that, I have a personal story to tell, which I'm sure I've told before, but it's directly relevant here. So we're going to tell it again. So back in 2009, so 10 years ago, I experienced the first podcast meetup with a podcast. So this is the podcast that got me into podcasting. It was called Galactic Water Cooler. At that time, it was actually called Galactica Water Cooler. It was a podcast on the TV show Battlestar Galactica, the 2003-2004 reboot. And it was the first time that I knew of. It wasn't the first, but it was the first time that I knew of that actual podcasts got together with their fans and they celebrated the thing that they were podcasting about as well as the podcast itself. And 10 years later, this is the second iteration. So it's not like 10 years later and we're having the first, but 10 years later, it's the second iteration of a major convention in a major city with multiple. If you go there to the schedule, you see all the different podcasts that are going to be there. And it's for the fans of those podcasts. This is not a Gen Con, which I've been to before. It's not C2E. It's not Dragon Con. It's not San Diego Comic Con, where you're talking about whatever the, the main comic thing is, the movies, the films, the uh, fanfic. It's not about any of that. It's about the podcasts themselves. And so for that, this is a great convention. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I would go ahead onto their website and check it out. If you're close to the area and you 
have nothing to do on that actually is a long weekend in January. I would go ahead and check that out. And as you know, Stephen, you've got not only a border, but a major body of water in between you and there. <laughs> but but if you're in the area, this would be excellent to go check out, say hi to some of the podcast hosts. You know, Stephen, I'm kind of envious of the people that are going to be there. I can't be there because I've got other stuff going on. I've wanted to go last year. I've wanted to go this year. This is a podcast convention that I can get behind. So I just wanted to say, you know, before I've said, don't go to a podcast convention. Well, that was the how to a podcast. This is a podcast fan convention. It is 10 years after the first podcast convention that I knew about. It was just a small meetup of like 100, 150 people. This is going to be thousands of people in a convention center. This is going to be so fun. So once again, go to podcon.com. This is actually podcon two. And you will see a bunch of great stuff. Stephen, what do you think about something like this? Totally. I, I really wish that things were a little differently different for me this year so that I could go because it's it's nice and relatively speaking close, but it's just it's just not going to be in the cards for this year. But hey, you know what? Maybe a future year. And uh, th- this is awesome to see more conventions like this. And it really does just just bring back the memories of meeting up with you know, other podcasters in smaller form, but growing bigger. So this is awesome. And I agree. This is one that I could definitely get behind, especially, especially if it one day leads to me meeting Stargate Pioneer in person, because that's never actually happened. Never actually happened. No, it hasn't. And I've threatened (laughs) to come up there several times and it's getting closer to the time that I can do that. I mean, (laughs) I, you're in the beginning of the kids. I'm at the end of the kids. Yeah, go ahead, run. Uh, but I think I'm more affable to traveling right now than you are. And we'll just see. And I've always wanted to go up there. It's I've loved the Seattle area and I know I'm going to love the Vancouver, BC area as well. So I just can't wait to go up there. And I followed like Stephen, we talked about this before. There's like four sailing channels that are based around where you are and I just love the area. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our better pod back. Over the holidays, and it's been almost a month now, but over the holidays, we've had several very interesting conversations on our Discord server, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Go to the Better Podcasting channel, and all these discussions happen there. There's also discussions that happen in the tech and gear piece and the TV and film. I mean, there's discussions all over the place. But if you want to talk about podcasting, the Better Podcasting channel is where to hang out. And we have a lot of feedback and I just want to go over it just to give you a tantalizing idea of what happened over the holidays there. The first comment was made by Damien the DM. Yes, our old pal from Stephen, are you ready for it? Oh, really? Pod. Get slower every time. <laughs> Thanks for the download today, guys. The craziness of the holidays this year have really let my own podcast slip. I've got a lot of ideas and there's a lot of work that I want to do for my show. But at the same time, I've been struggling more lately with why the bother? Who actually cares? Like, aside from editing the show itself, there's a lot of website stuff I want to get done. Finish updating my featured podcast page, add and fill in another featured creator page focused on YouTubers and streamers. Just last night, I set up a rudimentary live page to show a multi-stream of all of our own streamers on a single page from when we play together. And I can't help but finish working on it for a day sometimes and think, well, that was cool. Too bad it's mostly pointless. Doesn't help I'm terrible at the social media drive. It was nice to get that positive reinforcement. 
Just got plowed through the emotional drain of the holidays and get back on top of things. Damien, this was definitely a great comment to get back because not only did we provide some inspiration, but you, it sounds like you had some inspiration going on on your own. Absolutely. That's great to see. And I have been there, work on something a long time and go, oh, oh, that's kind of pointless. Do it all the time with the Getting Geek site. Moving on to the next one, we had Josh Liston say, as the founder of the Australian Podcasters Group on Facebook, I've since stepped down as the admin. I would love to hear a better podcasting episode called something like Spam versus Not Spam. Over the years moderating the group, I saw all kinds of, quote, clever spamming, end quote, and had to put the hammer down, upsetting some of the members in the process. As an example of a, quote, clever spam, end quote, would be something like, this isn't a promo as it's not my show. But I just wanted to shout out X, Y, and Z podcast here in the group for all the great work they've been doing, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. What kinds of clever, clever spam have you guys seen lately that has turned your stomach? Yes, that is a good question. And we will save that for a future discussion. We will. And we will cover it, actually, Josh. So thanks for bringing that up. Damien also got back to us again. And he said, I'm listening through old episodes as I prepare to script a recap. It's crazy how much things have changed in my last year of editing. I wish I had a hundred extra or so hours laying around to go back and remaster those episodes, which spurred a great conversation about remastering. Now, Stephen, you and I have slightly different standpoints on this, where I'm like, if you can go back and remaster it, maybe it'll pick up an extra listener or two if they really like the quality of your show and they go back a hundred episodes. They're like, what is this? Oh, I can't stand it. And then like unsubscribe to your show because they can't get the beginning of it. Steven, you're like, just let it go. Yeah, no, I, I think there was an exception to the rule. My, the rule in my, my mind, uh, which is the people who do have podcasts where generally you are listening from the first to the end. Like that is something that is worth considering. And I, I hadn't considered, but is a show like this, or a show where you're talking about news and, you know, generally speaking, I think that there's a lot of data to say that people find your current episodes and then download your back catalog. They're listening to your back catalog afterwards. Your time, in my opinion, is better spent doing social media. If you want to launch that extra podcast, whatever it is, I think your time is far better spent doing that if you are one of those shows you know, if you are a storytelling show and you got to listen to part one before you listen to part three, then it makes sense to go back if you if you have a problem. But a show like this, I just don't see the point in us here remastering better podcasting because we always get people say, hey, I love the show. I listen every week. Now I'm going to go listen to your back catalog. Listening to the back catalog, I highly doubt it's going to turn you off because you you've invested in us enough to go download the back catalog. So that's sort of my take on it. I listen to a podcast on the network called Just One More Fix, and they do a lot of game plays as well as talk about gaming in instructional podcasts as well. So they do two types of episodes. This summer, this year, they did an excellent playthrough of a game that is a bunch of female pilots from World War II in Russia, and they did it with female game players. So they have a lot of females in their gaming group, which I have got to go to one of their gaming sessions. But anyway, they did an excellent job of that. But if I'm coming in on the last one, I'd be like, well, how did they get? I don't, uh, I got to go back to the beginning. So that's an example of where you'd want to go back to the beginning to start off with is, is something like, like a story where you have to go to the, I mean, how many times you pick up a book, you read the last bit of the last chapter and go, oh, this is great. I want to find out how it started. And then you go 
up to the first chapter. I mean, I've done that a few times. I, I know a few other people do that. I mean, a lot of other people might not, but that's just a way to think about it. So moving on here, Josh Liston also had another great post in our Discord, and he said, hey guys, heard SP mission mention that Audacity is a destructive editor, which is 100% correct, but something I found out this year is that the Audition Waveform Editor, it's important to note, Audition Waveform Editor, is also somewhat of a visual destructive editor. I actually find the trade-off of being able to see the waveform change in RT worth it, but I also duplicate my original wave slash AIFF files before I start editing anything. And Steven, you have some background into this. Yeah, there's two different ways that you can edit multi-track mode or edit mode is what they call it, I think. And honestly, I use multi-track mode. I'm just a multi-track guy. I, I don't really like the waveform. I'd rather have the multi-track for the purposes of actually going through and um, being able to realign things. And, and I've just edited multi-track for a long time and it's probably because i started with video and you know i said that before i went to school for video and everything and so really a video editor workflow follows very similar to the multi-track mode in audition so i think it's worth mentioning and de definitely i'm glad that josh did we also had tgm4883 say so i listened to an older episode of better podcasting and they say don't use fiverr is this really a huge issue should i scrap the intro music that i bought on there Yes, you should, or at least you should be worried about it. Now, one thing that I brought up is if you go to YouTube and you upload it even to a static image on YouTube, a lot of times the YouTube uh, automatic uh, bot that scrolls through everything will catch it if it's copyright protected. Not all the time, but most of the time. So that could be a way to stay safe. However, Stephen, I mean, we've seen so many issues with people that have bought anything off of Fiverr that end up in trouble later down the road because it is not 100% theirs. For sure. We also are going to go ahead and wrap this up with a last post from, again, Josh Liston. And Josh says the following. He goes, I would never recommend using iPhone earbuds for your podcast, but if you're doing a solo show and you need something extremely portable, the new Backpack Studio app for iOS is surprisingly good. It sounds to my ears like all the inline processing, EQ, gain staging, and compression were optimized for using with subpar mics, like earbud mics or phone microphones themselves. I was so impressed with the quality, and it was so flippin' easy to use, I'm firing up a podcast idea I had ages ago, but had no easy way to produce the show. Now I do hashtag more than two podcasts. Note. I've got an IK iRig free HD on order in hopes of running my RE20 into Backpack Studio. That's some serious microphone right there. By the way, I did go ahead and pick up the Backpack Studio like the day that it came out because I use it as my soundboard. I know you can actually record podcasts into it, but as far as the soundboard itself, I'm not entirely liking it, at least on an iPad mini. I think it might be too small to sound carts might be too small and yes there's two sizes there's one that has 12 sound carts on two different pages so 12 and 12 so 24 and there's this bigger one that has like 32 so you can have up to 64 and i need for my show i need the bigger on one page so it's just it's too small to me versus the boss jock studio which is the predecessor app to it i think 
It was a little bit better for the way I did things, but I'm not going to complain because it interfaces with Dropbox finally again. So thank you very much for that. If you haven't picked it up yet, you have an iOS machine. It is about $10 for the app. It's well worth it. It's one of the best recording studios and sound carts out there that I know of. And even iJingle, my secondary one, that went away too because they completely changed that and you needed to buy it again. And I think that's on a subscription model now. And I just want, I, I want to buy it once and then move on. And so the creators of Boss Jock Studio created Backpack Studio. And I think this is an amazing thing. So Josh, if this helps you get more than two podcasts out, and if you can continue that production schedule because of the way that you can produce this stuff with an RE20 into it, oh my gosh my kudos my hat is off to you i give you my kudos and uh I, I i wish you a lot of luck for doing more than two podcasts at once solo too well thank you everybody who participated in our discord and if you want to check that out you can go to www.betterpodcasting.com slash discord and if you have any problems just tweet us that link is valid but we had somebody this past couple of weeks send us a message saying they were having troubles and then they were able to try it again and work so yeah discord you know who knows who knows if you got something you want to say to us get in touch with us through any of the ways or just head on over to betterpodcasting.com so there you go that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for our first episode of 2019 episode 163 of better podcasting i'm steven john drew saying i'm happy to be back and all joking aside so happy to be with sp again I'm SP saying I'm glad to have you aboard for 2019. Let us know how your podcast is doing. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Podcasting. We want to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. If you like the show, please consider giving us a five-star review in iTunes. We encourage you to check out all of the other geeky podcasts available at gunnageeknetwork.com. This has been a Gunna Geek production. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. <laughs>